Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. As you know, in this series, we've talked to the leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology, the trends, best practices that impact brand's ability to drive unique experiences, customized engagement, and most importantly, customer loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Rachel Amarino, who's the Vice President of Marketing Client Experience, and Tyler Baseman, who's the President of Baseman Marketing. Um, Rachel and Tyler, how are both of you today? Great. Good morning. Thanks for having us this morning. Absolutely. Looking forward to discussion. How are you, Rachel? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having us, like Tyler said. Absolutely. Uh, so first off, for those who don't know uh, Baseman and gonna, you know, give us a brief overview of what you guys do at Baseman and how you do it. Well, I can take that one. Um, so Baseman has been around for 69 years. My grandfather actually started it. Uh, I work with my brother. We are co-owners now. We're the third generation. And I'm happy to report that the fourth generation just started about four months ago. So we're pr- super proud of that. Um, but our history really has been as a general commercial printer for about 30 years. And shortly thereafter, um, when we, when my brother and I kind of took over and got in the business, we wanted to uh, dedicate ourselves to an industry, and that was retail. So we took on direct mail. We got fulfillment going. We did uh, substantial uh, building on uh, facilities for kit packing, kitting and assembly, we call it. And uh, we dedicated to our life to the retail industry. So and then about 13 years ago, uh, we started uh, a division, which was the front end, which we call kind of the tip of the spear, which is the CRM and loyalty side, which supplements and complements our direct mail. Uh, so we work with high-end retailers to help them strategize uh, data manipulation. We also have our own uh, loyalty platform. So that's kind of the, our whole history in 90 seconds or less. Okay, great. Um, we also like to get to know a little bit more about uh, your individual roles with the company um, and kind of your background as well. So, Rachel, let's go ahead and start with you on that one. Sure. Yeah. Like you said, I'm the vice president of marketing and customer experience at Baseman. So, really just managing and overseeing anything that has to do with any of our marketing, our brand, and also the overall client experience. Uh, my background is kind of a little all over the place. I started in our governor's office in the communications department and kind of cut my teeth there, then moved on to pharmaceutical marketing, working with major brands like Eli Lilly and Takeda. Uh, then I moved on to women's fashion. And most recently, I was in the commercial um, office interior environments. So got a little bit of an eclectic background, I think you could say. <laughs> I'm really excited, though, to be with Baseman and to continue this journey with them now. Yeah, we are super excited to have Rachel on board, for sure. All right, great. Um, Another thing we like to do as well uh, is get a fun fact, uh, kind of a passion. We've had people that were born in the Philippines and put on the doorstep of the local monastery the next day, people who uh, like extreme skiing, uh, some gamers. You know, is there kind of a fun fact about you or maybe passion that you have, something you really enjoy doing? Rachel? Um. Well, I don't, I, I'm a fan. I don't actually do this, but I, I love boxing. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people know that about me. I love the sweet science of it. I have taken a couple classes, but it's more of, I prefer to watch it. Um, and fun, interesting fact is I actually had the opportunity when I was working in some product placement for marketing to be on the movie set of The Fighter, the movie with Mark Wahlberg that really chronicles Mickey and Dickie Ward's journey. 
Um, and while there, one of my favorite memories is I actually got to meet Sugar Ray Leonard, who is the nicest man, by the way, and even signed a boxing glove for me. So, yeah, I guess that's something people probably, a lot of people don't know about me is I really love boxing. All right, great. And Tyler, I think we've had some fun facts about you in the past. Uh, what's a fun fact with you? I, think, I know you're an avid hunter, correct? Yeah, I'm a big bow hunter. Um, in fact, I'm going down. This is the last weekend of turkey season. I don't hunt turkeys with a bow, but um, uh, today, this weekend is the last weekend of turkey season. So yeah, I've got some, some land in southern Ohio, and my family uh, have, have enjoyed that. And they're all avid bow hunters, except for my wife, who won't uh, do any of that. So all right. Well, that, uh, that, that's good that uh, that you enjoy that. Uh, good time to get away. Uh, so one thing we love to do is get an understanding of how people define uh, different uh, kind of ideas in, in customer loyalty. And uh, the, you know, the, the most important one is how do you define customer loyalty, Tyler? What does customer loyalty mean to you and to your organization? Well, it's pretty basic. Uh, for me, I think it's measuring uh, the strength of the relationship from the very beginning to the emotional attachment part. And the folks that are doing it the most successfully are making that time frame con as condensed as humanly possible. And it's, the, the loyalty part is very significant for my company because kind of like the tip of the spear, as I mentioned to you before. So we're kind of unusual in the fact that not only can we do the, the analytics and the uh, 360 degree profile of the customer and the loyalty, we also do the SMX that the SMS, the test, the texting, the email, and mostly unusual is the fact that we can do all of the direct mail as well and extreme personalization, which I uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about a little later. But um, absolutely, so it's kind of the tip of the spirit that the loyalty part runs our entire organization from the front end to the back end. Okay, well, when, when you look at uh, customer loyalty, what's the biggest challenge or opportunity you see coming through COVID potentially that, that marketers, that brands are having with regard to customer loyalty today? Uh, from my point of view, I think most of the retailers struggle with this, the technology and the speed. Um, when I walk into, well, some brands do this very well. Some of the larger brands do it well. Most do not. When I walk into a brand, I, wanna, I want them to know how many rewards points I have. I want them to offer that information to me. And I want that to be right at their disposal with information on the POS system that tells, that tells them all that. Um, you need a platform, a loyalty platform that's serving all that information up. So we're, you're getting that information in real time. Absolutely. I think, I think most retailers struggle with that. No, I think you're right. I think personalization uh, in, in being able to have the right technology that can amalgamate the different data points, especially as data come, becomes uh, more diverse and also with the, the privacy regulations. But getting a technology stack, you know, there's so many nomenclatures out there in the MarTech, data lakes, data repositories, CDP, CDMs, it's it's a very difficult decision and a choice. And I think brands don't necessarily always have the right team in place internally to do that and, and finding that right solution. And especially an integrated solution, like some of the things you guys have uh, is very challenging, but it, it, it needs to be done in a manner that it benefits a brand. And that always doesn't happen. Yeah. I think you need to move faster than your customer's expectations. And I think a lot of retailers and a lot of brands think if you're, if you're giving them what the customer wants, that's enough. It's not. You need to be ahead of that curve. Absolutely. And technology plays a key factor in that. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so, Rachel, I, when you look, go ahead. 
Sorry. Oh, I was just to expand upon a little bit of what you were saying too, Mark, is I think a lot of marketing departments are siloed to some extent, and it becomes hard to get your arms around all of that data and all the information and all the nomenclatures you were talking about. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I think for us as marketers, we're already so busy. We can feel over, it can feel overwhelming to try to get that data in an understandable and readable format and just understand what we're trying to do and how we're trying to communicate. So I think another challenge is just marketing departments. How do, how do we understand all of that data? Absolutely. Right. So Rachel, when you look at the data, you look at the uh, you know opportunity for personalization, as Tyler mentioned, being able to do that at scale, do that at speed and, and being ahead, uh, kind of truly understanding your customers. So there's a, a greater value placed on personalization now, you know, how do you believe uh, kind of being able to be more personal uh, with consumers? Why is it so important for, for brands or marketers these days? You know, I think the reality is that loyalty is all about personalization. It's from the point of acquiring them into your program or better communicating with existing members to even reactivating un- inactive members. So the more we can get personal with them, the more engagement we're going to have. And in fact, I've seen recent data that says brands that get personal are seeing a 50% uptick in their ROI just by using those personal messages. And really, that's because three out of four consumers are now telling us they'll only purchase from us if we're recommending products and, and you know, uh, based on their past purchase history and preferences. So we're seeing that need that customers, they don't just want that personalization. They're actually expecting it from us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rachel did some uh, did some research for me at one time, and um, the Smarter HQ privacy report uh, mentioned that or said that in their survey, seventy two percent of all of all people will, will not open anything that's not been personalized directly to them. So let's go. Let's take that back and make it and make it real. So you're sending out uh, this is say a million direct mail pieces. So. 720,000 of those direct mail pieces are not even getting opened if they're not personalized. So 280,000 actually are. Now you're judging your response rate on 280,000 as opposed to 1 million. And you're not, you don't even know that the 720,000 are just getting pitched in the trash can without even having them being opened. So that's a tremendous loss. I mean, you know, I mean, retailers know how much postage cost is. I mean, let's just say 24 cents a piece plus the printing you're talking about you're spending three hundred thousand dollars, and you're only getting uh, response responses on twenty four on twenty five percent or so. That was a very interesting fact. Okay, interesting. So, so when you look at that, um, you know that we, we've heard a lot about this next generation direct mail as kind of a new digital channel way to kind of augment, uh, you know, uh, email and SMS. Um, I think you guys are seeing some new things in that regard, correct? With regard to some of the, the, the technology and direct mail that allows brands to be more personalized, to customize, to engage with them in a more uh, kind of readily uh, apparent time. Rachel, is that something you guys are seeing and doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think the secret with all this personalization and the new technology is really knowing what our customers want and communicating that to them. But now with all the data that's available to us, it's not a secret anymore. We can just see, you know, what are, we can kind of anticipate their needs and their wants based on all of their clicks, all of their searches, all of the site visits. So we can use that information and apply it with this new technology and new direct mail, especially to build that super emotional connection 
And that's where we're going to reach them. And that's where we're going to see more engagement. Yeah. That emotional attachment is, is key. I'll, I'll tell you an example. My car is actually up for lease right, right now. I'm actually trying to figure out what I'm going to get. And I'm actually, and I bought the same car six times in a row. And I do that because I've got a significant emotional attachment with this type of vehicle. I know what, I know what it's, how it's going to operate. I know the service level I'm going to get. I know the, uh, the people that I'm going to buy it from. And the fact that I'm actually considering not buying that particular car again makes me scared. So I, I just, we were talking about this earlier. That is, I have an emotional attachment to this brand that I can't get rid of. I'm, I'm, I'm actually considering not leaving them. Well, that's, that, that's good though. So yeah, having that emotional connection and being able to, uh, you know, I think the challenge of brands understand what that emotional uh, attachment means to them uh, and, and measure that, which is very important, but it, it's, it's, it's a definitely a very powerful tool for sure. So to, to, kind of, to kind of follow up a little bit, you know, digital is is more and more of a kind of a focus for brands. But, you know, when they uh, look to personalize their loyalty programs, because uh, there's some, you know, potential opportunities there. But is there some new technology that you see that uh, side email and SMS that can help brands, uh, you know, personalize their, their loyalty programs? Yeah, that's my favorite question. Thanks for asking. Um, there's a new piece of equipment out there, new technology called digital web printing. Um, and for the first time ever, you now have the ability to print large quantity, variable color at a similar or same price as you can with black and white. It's new technology. It's digital web printing. Uh, technology has been around for about a decade. The problem before was is the quality was never as good as what we could print on our litho presses. And also, it couldn't print on a coated stock. Now, it can. So, about in 2019, that technology has come up to speed where you can now have large volume, complete personalization that increases your speed to market. It's got inline finishing. Uh, it can potentially lower your postage because all your versions are now just one version, which increases um, the density of the mail, which lowers your postage savings or lowers your postage costs. Uh, and then also at the same time, increases substantially your response rate. When you talked about, you know, if it's not personalized, 72% of the people are not even going to open that piece. Now you're able to do all those pieces at quantity in full-blown color. It's, it's going to revolutionize the industry. And uh, we were, I think when we bought ours, which is on the floor now, I think there were only five installs in the country when we were shopping. I don't know how many there are now, but um, we're the only one in the state of Ohio. Okay, great. What are you seeing at a, uh, kind of a high level, Tyler, with regard to brands that are using that? How, how are they using it? What are they seeing as kind of a, you know, results or of, of the, the, you know, the, their efforts? You talked about kind of the compressed timeline. You don't need uh, the data that far out because the flexibility of the system uh, enables uh, kind of a more timely engagement. What are you seeing with regard to how that technology is used? I'll tell you, I'll tell you an, ex an example that actually happened to me. I mentioned, you know, you know my lease is up on my car. So this brand sent me a letter that said, dear Tyler, your lease is up on this particular car and this is the date it's up and we want you to buy a new one. And this is the new payment. This is who you need to call for uh, to, to get another one or whatever. And here's the name of the brand and here's a place to get there. So that was just one black and white letter. What they could have done and what you can do now is say, dear Tyler, um, 
This is the brand. I want you to come to my store. Here's a map on how to get there, a variable map. Here's a picture of the car that you bought. Here's a picture of the new car that I want you to buy. And here's a picture of the sales rep you bought it from last time, and he still works there. And just call, call Mark Johnson, and he'll set you all up with, with, the new, with the new purchase. That's so much more interesting, right? I mean, I don't know what, these, what the new cars look like. I don't keep my, my fingers on the pulse of the new models and what's coming out. I just know my lease is up. But if you were able to show me that information in full-blown color, right. wow, how much more interesting is that than just a black and white letter? Absolutely. And now it's, it's the same or similar price to print them. That's the secret. It doesn't cost an arm and a leg to do that now. And I think you mentioned too that uh, you know if people aren't going to open uh, kind of a customized piece. This becomes very, very customized, very, very relevant, and very uh, germane to kind of their interests. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Rachel, when you look at this individualized, uh, you know, very contextualized relationships brands have with consumers today, you know, what are the next steps in enacting successful strategy to get there? I think it really starts with with the data looking at the data that you have and really understanding it and finding a partner even that can help you understand the data and then create a program that's right for you. Really analyze what you're doing, find out what's working and what's not, and then you can start to take it to the next level. You know, sometimes you'll hear us talk about this direct mail being the next wave of digital. It's really about looking at your current program and you may be doing emails and, and text messaging programs, but this is a next level extension of that. So start looking at your data and looking to see, you know, you may only have, I, I know the Association of National Advertisers says only 20 to 30% on average of email is open, whereas direct mail is 90%. So look at those people who aren't opening your emails, look at the low engagement there, and then you can follow up and extend on your program with this super hyper-personalized direct mail program like Tyler's talking about. You know, if you're reaching people with abandoned shopping cart recommendations in the mail, and you're doing it in email, you're going to have a much higher chance of reaching your customer and engaging them and keeping that emotional connection going. So we talked a little bit about uh, customer loyalty, how it's definitely evolving, the increase in personalization efforts from marketers. Uh, They obviously want to increase the efficacy and efficiency and and do it in a uh, cost-effective manner. You know, what are some thoughts you have, Tyler, about how marketers should get started? Uh, a couple of ideas that will enable them to, you know, enhance their 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 personalization and customer loyalty efforts. Yeah, I think the first thing that marketers need to realize is that they some of them they need to know if they can even have a loyalty program or they should have a loyalty program. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should, right? It depend it determines uh, how much data you have, the frequency of the purchases of your customers, uh, the price point of your products, right? Nobody's going to have a loyalty program for paper clips unless you're buying bajillions of them, right? So, um, but assuming you've got all that and it makes sense, you need to compile all the data from all the silos inside your organization. I don't think marketers, sometimes they don't do a very good job of that. Everybody works independently. Econ does not know what the POS system is doing, so on and so forth. Um, so compile all that data, get it in from all the silos, identify the who, what, when, where, and how. That's what I call it which is really analyzing that data. And then once you've got all that analyzed, execute that strategy. But most importantly is choosing a partner or a vendor that can help in multiple areas. So for Basement, we do all the analytics, the strategy that we have our own home-built loyalty platform. 
We can also do the email SMS execution as well as the extreme personalization with all the print for the direct mail. So you're able to leverage all that spend with one vendor and you get all the tools, the people and the equipment to help you along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys do a lot of good work. Uh, you have a number of great clients. I was just actually talking with uh, one of your clients, Hibbets, the other day, and she was raving about some of the things you guys are doing. So uh, it's great to uh, you know hear what you guys do, and uh, you have a lot of great clients who love what you do. So uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. It was very uh, interesting to hear about the new print technology and how that can be used to you know, augment and enhance uh, customer loyalty, especially at such a high open rate and engagement rate. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us again. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you. So Rachel and Tyler, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was great uh, learning more about some of the uh, programs and processes that you are putting forth with uh, your brands. Uh, as we mentioned, the interest and uh, in personalization is, is growing. And I think the ability to have some of the unique uh, services from the analytics and the personalization efforts that you see on the printing side uh, are very uh, germane and apropos for our audience right now. Uh, we look forward to learning more from Baseman later this year. And I want to thank everyone for listening and join us again this Friday. Have a wonderful day.